Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to The Good, The Dad and The Ugly, the podcast by dads, for dads, and for anyone else interested in the topic of fatherhood. We think becoming a dad is a pretty fucking big deal. Maybe the biggest deal you'll ever go through as a man. The problem is that blokes are not always that good at talking about stuff and sharing their feelings. So we're here to redress the balance. But don't worry, it's not bloody mum's net. This is blokes talking about stuff. Important stuff. Dad stuff. The good and the ugly sides of it. I'm Seth, a first-time dad, and I'll be joined by my pal, Jamie, a soon-to-be dad, along with a different guest on each episode. And this is essentially our month-by-month account of what we're going through and what's on our minds as we foray into these unfamiliar, joyful, and often choppy waters. Choppy waters. Choppy waters. Welcome back. This is Seth again. So Eliza is three months old now, which is a quarter of a year, which is kind of incredible when I think about it. Jamie's here as always. Hello. How are you? All right. Yep. Now into our third trimester, which is a pretty big deal, apparently. Why Why do you say apparently? Well, because that's just what everyone tells us. Right. Okay. Every time something happens, people go, well, that's quite a big deal. I'm like, is it? That? Oh, okay. That's quite a big deal then. Yeah. All right. Cool. And I guess it is this one more than anything because it's kind of like you feel like it's the home stretch now. It's go time. The thing, almost. the thing that they say is that women tend to feel quite good in the in the second trimester, or towards the end of the second trimester. But then, as they kind of get bigger and bigger, yeah, that's when it gets difficult. So you prepared for that? Yeah, I think so. Like Nat's started to feel like it uh, started to feel uncomfortable. I think is the the right phrase okay to use yeah no we're excited and we did like we've done things like playing music to the baby and it likes shy effects and sort of drum and bass and prince really like went crazy for prince so i think we've got a bit of a raver on our hands so Without further ado, then let's introduce our guest for today. Who, who, who is your daddy and what does he do? And that is Jim Hickey, who is a good friend of Jamie's. Yeah, um, I'd say that. <laughs> a close associate. Yeah, okay, yeah. Once close associate, yeah. <laughs> but his other, other claims to fame, basically being a, a superstar TV producer, director, 
most famously associated with Dirty Sanchez, the hugely popular TV show involving crazy Welsh people. I'm, uh, yeah, partially responsible for some of that. <laughs> yeah. I'd I'm, say you're fully responsible for quite a lot of it, to be <laughs> That's how Jim and I met, actually. That's when, uh, back in, what did you work it out, 2004? 2004? Yeah, it was, it, it, either way, it didn't sound good. No, no, it's true. <laughs> it's like a teenager's <laughs> life away, yeah. Well, so we got Jim on, because, obviously because he's a great guy and, and, and hugely entertaining, but, you know, in the context of, uh, of what we do here, he is the father of twins, he actually has three kids, but he has twin daughters as well. And obviously that's a unique kind of perspective on the whole parenting thing. Did you have your twins when we knew each other? Well, I said when we knew each other, we've, we've, no. we still know each other. But. Um, prob- no, I didn't. I think when we were working on that show, Kate was probably pregnant with our oldest one. And in fact, I think when she came out to Portugal at the end of that trip, <laughs> when we were all a little bit broken, I think she was probably pregnant. Right, in okay. Fact. Like, why were you so broken after this trip? Well, because we were filming Dirty Sanchez Series 3 around Europe, living in two sort of like rock and roll tour buses, you know, with the lounge and the bunk beds and all that kind of thing. For how long, though? Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah, well, you went for six weeks. Yeah. I came out and joined you in the middle for three weeks. And so we had the crew on one. And then the boys, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the show uh we had the dirty sanchez boys on the other one and and we'd follow each other around going different cities in europe and different countries and then one night we suddenly went from two buses to one bus because we were doing about 90 on the motorway in the middle of the night and we thought it was a good idea to get them to fight with pepper spray right by the driver and um he suddenly couldn't see started swerving all over the place, had to pull over to the hard shoulder, like tears streaming down his eyes. And he'd, he'd driven Motley Crew around on their world tour. And he said to us, he went, I'm going home. He said, I've never in all my years. And he was an old guy. He was like in his like 50s, like 60s, whatever. He, he like. was a road warrior. Yeah. Right. And you broke him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh! Oh! Right. <laughs> I think I remember Dan Joyce within about half an hour of the bus setting off from MTV <laughs> climbing out the roof of it and try trying to basically walk along the roof. It was, oh my god. I mean it was yeah, it was a sort of it's a slightly ill-conceived idea, really, from the outset. Yeah, I don't know. MTV gave us the money to go and do it. <laughs> and the it good old days of MTV. <laughs> yeah, right. When they actually the gravy trains. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. I mean, and it was all lads on this on these buses, and you can imagine the state of them. Yeah. I remember I woke woke up to genitals being put in my face and things like that. Yeah, because that would be my worry is that yeah. constantly someone's going to do something like put, yeah, put their ball sack in your mouth or something, something like that. But yeah, you had some mad ones though when you went around the world with them. I didn't go on that one, but you had some. Yeah, I think the thing is with that show is it kind of just kept graduating to the next phase. So from series two to series three, we decided to go on this tour bus around Europe. And then after that, there was a company interested in making a film yeah. uh, called Vertigo Films and they'd done stuff with Nick Love. You know, they're a decent film company and they wanted to make a film um, with MTV Films Europe and there was a tie-in and they said, you know, do you want to do that? And, and every time you think, right, I'm, I'm pulling out the next one, I can't do this anymore. It just got a bit bigger and you were just like, 
Right, okay, well, I've got to do that. That's an amazing, that's incredible. Someone's actually wanting to make an actual feature length film on these with these guys, yeah, and they want to put it out. And it, it ended up in sort of 300 cinemas up and down the country. And we had a premiere in Cardiff, that was amazing. And if you thought that couldn't get better, then we the next one we did was about natural highs going around the world. <laughs> that's just asking for a disaster. Yeah, to, and we went to eight different countries around the world, and they were just taking everything from ayahuasca in Brazil to yeah. uh, magic mushrooms in Mexico to different types of hallucinogenics in Cambodia. And Did you take any of them? Uh, I, I took some uh, betel nut, uh, which is like an, a natural amphetamine in the Philippines in these mountains, which was, you know, amazing. Yeah. Uh, actually, the scenery I found better than the, uh, than the drug itself. Or did the scenery become better whilst on the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> What was the worst thing that happened to you? Didn't you get like nearly like arrested or something? We were filming in, uh, I think it was for series two, we were filming in the US-Mexican border and we were having a night out for Pancho's birthday. I think it's Pancho's birthday today. Oh, happy so, birthday, So happy oh. birthday, Pancho. <laughs> so we were filming for his birthday and however long ago it was, and we went out on a night out to this town called Nogales and um, it was over the border in Mexico. We went out for kind of like a wild night out. Because I think you could still just about do that. I think you could cross the border and everything. It was fine. And one of the cowboy guys we were filming with decided to buy some MDMA. And then he obviously gave it to one of the lads. And as we were, I won't say which, as we were crossing back <laughs> over at the end of the night, right, very worse for wear, he ended up realizing he had it and threw it down at my feet. And at that point, like one of the Mexican border guards came over to me and said, is, he picked it up and said, is this yours? And I kind of said, no, it's not mine. It's nothing to do with me. And he asked to see my passport. Oh, God. So I had to give him my passport. He then said, right, I'm not going to give you your passport back unless you give me $50. So That's we, an easy choice to make. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. E easier if you've got the $50. Uh, I didn't have the $50 because we'd already been on our night out and we went to quite a few cash-only establishments. And so basically, uh, I had to have this whip round, raise this $50. I ended up giving him the $50. He gave me back the passport and then in, in the same hand gave him back the MDMA as well. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it was, it's not mine. It wasn't mine to begin with. I certainly don't want it back. So, you know. Because <laughs> I've now got to go and meet some US officials <laughs> who probably won't be so lenient. Yeah, no, that's exactly. it. There's been a fair few crazy nights out with those guys, but I, I, I'm still in touch with them. I, I think they're they're brilliant. They're like they're like they're great guys. Yeah. So, and the, you know they're definitely responsible for some some pretty cool times. And actually, I really think the experience I had with them dealing with the the piss, the sick, and the shit has has actually kind of stood me in good stead to be a parent. So you well, know, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is a good segue. I was gonna say, I was gonna ask whether you know, like it sounds like you have had quite a few kind of wild sort of nights and, and days yeah but perhaps like raising three kids and twins is is sort of on a par with that yeah i think so yeah probably slightly less uh, dangerous and you know less well paid <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. that's a good point <laughs> so how how old were you when you had your first child god this is gonna sound bad now isn't it i was 30 I probably thirty. I fact, I think he was born a day before me, so I can say I was twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's how you work. Yeah. That's good. So I was very much twenty nine in my late twenties. How did you find it? How did you kind of cope with that? When yeah, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I was you know ready for it. Happy. Uh, been with my missus for a long time. Just got married. 
and were kind of happy to get on with it. You know, we were lucky. It all happened pretty quickly. And the sort of like next summer, there was a little man uh, that joined us, which was wicked. I didn't have any kind of, you know, I was, uh, you know, obviously it's going to like, you know, it's going to be life changing and all that stuff. But I was pretty happy to be getting on with it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, and then obviously a few years later, you decided yeah. to kind of go for it again. Yeah. And have twins. <laughs> you decided that, right? That yeah, was it was a decision. absolutely a decision that we decided. It was just like, right, we really need to, yeah, I'll crank it up a notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got your parenting down. Now let's have three. <laughs> did you ever think, oh, we'll have three kids in total? Were you ever think, did you think, oh, we'll stop at two? And uh, then have the, the situation of going, okay, this is actually going to be three. Yeah, I don't think either of us ever thought, all oh, right, actually, we're going to be like a three-kid family or anything. I think we basically... Yeah, we knew we wanted to have another one. And then I think we probably would have been one of those kind of like parents who are kind of having a like endless procrastination about whether you want to have a, a third kid and sort of, you know, well, we haven't got you know, the full set, or, you know, or whatever. Like loads of people have that, you know, do we want like, you know, they might have two boys, they might want a girl or, or whatever it is. They might just want three kids, who knows? Uh, but we knew we wanted another one. And so I guess all that did was stop us having that, that discussion at a later stage because, you know, we did have, you know, twins the second time around. Can I, can I just ask, how did you find out, first of all, and then like, what was your reaction? So we went for the routine scan. I think we had it at about 14 weeks because like second time round, I don't know whether it was just we weren't as on it and we just just like, yeah, you know, whatever, we'll go in. But we went in for the routine scan and there was obviously there's no discussion about the sex at that scan, I don't think. And we, you know, just the, the, he's doing the scan and he's just sort of kind of drops something about kind of, yeah, they're doing well, you know, or, you know, there seems to be, uh, oh there seems to, you know, the heartbeats seem to be doing well. He made some kind of little kind of dropping a hint, a plural, <laughs> that might suggest that, you know, he's kind of like them waiting for you to hear the sound yeah. of a jaw hitting the floor. And he's kind of then, you know, like there's some sort of like little kind of perverse uh, thing going on uh, to, to just waiting to see how long it takes to compute I bet they uh, love that I oh, bet yeah. they yeah I bet they have a, like, a, a, like a top gear kind of like board of <laughs> how many seconds it took for the parents to realise they're having twins uh, how long did, did you just kind of go sorry I, I, I could be mistaken but I'm pretty sure you just called it them and I'm pretty sure you put an S on the end of heartbeat there I mean I'm pretty sure there's only one heart in a human body so how long did that take you to kind of and did you kind of look at each other and go, like, what was your immediate reaction? Uh, my immediate reaction was that I, I laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is obviously a very blokey reaction to do. And my missus uh, cried. So, yeah, there was sort of both ends covered. Cried with, yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. With, cried with joy or cried with terror? Uh, I would imagine it was probably a bit of both. Yeah, I'd imagine it's probably both <laughs> because I can I, I can imagine that you maybe you're just flashing forward at that point as to what that is going to do and yeah. how that is going to feel. So in terms of like the size that your wife got, was it like noticeably obviously that you're a lot bigger because you're carrying twins, or because I've seen pictures of like people who are carrying triplets, and that's insane. <laughs> like it looks it looks fake. It looks like prosthetics, as far as I'm concerned. I can't imagine how anyone can get that pregnant yeah, yeah. really i mean it's like it's huge but with twins is it kind of i think right to, right towards the end there were a couple of pictures that we took and it does look slightly you know like you know um very very big very very big all out in in, in the, the tummy it, it was just really pronounced that's I what guess. i mean i mean the tummy i don't you know like, yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I think right towards the end. But knowing the weight they came out as, actually, you know, they were sort of both under six pounds. So I guess if you are delivering a 12 pound baby, then possibly that might just be the same as yeah, uh, as the yeah. two little six pounders. That, oh, that's six probably pounders. underselling it a little bit. <laughs> a little bit there, maybe, yeah. The, under, the, the, the six pounders that, that were just popped out. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, we also had the twins at 36 weeks. So they didn't go kind of full term. Right. right. Well, I think that is sort of full term for twins yeah they sort of enjoy, I think because we had we did NCT classes and yeah. we had a lady in there who was having twins yeah and I think they induced her at 38 weeks maybe oh 38 so they, right maybe 30 yeah around then but yeah. it's certainly like it, they do it much earlier than, okay yeah 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 all right, good. Do we get hammered for fact being like factually inaccurate? Or, no. Or are we all right? No, we've been, we've been factually inaccurate throughout this whole series. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't okay. think that's um, that's part of our thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. We have Doctor Seth here, who's uh, the most factually incorrect doctor. Uh, now, well, I've got I've got a medical question for you. Yeah. Are they identical twins? I think the, the funny thing is we've never actually kind of found out. Uh, but what is there to find out about identical twins? Okay, Surely so- they just look identical. <laughs> no, hang on, Jamie. No, that's, that's not correct. Why? There's like a difference between them. Like, so basically, so, yeah, but so, I- so, so like twins, just yeah, standard twins, I are when, I think it's when two eggs right. are fertilised separately. Okay. Identical twin- twins is when they Split. divide like addition, like an extra time. Right. So they have exactly the same genetic material. Is this Dr. Seth or is this factually correct? Well, More or I, less. I, I, I believe that I'm always factually correct. I don't say things unless I'm sure. No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's, it's Dr. Seth. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm kind of making it up. But I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, I think there is factual accuracy in what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Jim's see, giving a very con, uh, cons- a concerned and questioning look. Jim says. Yeah. But basically, we've never found out, right? I think it was hard to tell from the way they, when they, when they were born, that... I think from the scans, they were always in two sacks, but they shared the placenta. So that makes me think maybe they're not identical because they had different sacks. But, you know, when they were born, it was hard to say. And I don't think either of us were kind of, you know, raising our hand to say, oh, could you just tell us if you think they're identical from the what's coming out? And uh, I don't think that would have been appropriate. But they look really, really similar. And okay. there are kind of like members of my family who still can't tell which one's which. And but you so, can quite easily. I yeah, I can. Yeah. But, you know, I just I kind of know from, the, you know, very specific things like just the slight difference in the shape of the face. or um, But they look very, very similar. So you don't dress them the same, though. No, we never really dressed them the same. Good. And that's because I think we never really I never wanted to spend like money on two sets of clothes. It just seemed like a massive like, but I waste. I thought to me. people did it because it was cheaper to do that because it was like a lot of the time like buy one oh. get one but i don't know i just assumed that it was cheap that's why people did it isn't that why people did no i think people do it because they like them to look the same they want to play up to the thing. that's no. what i've always assumed yeah really? isn't it is that not a thing i think maybe you're right yeah i think seth might be might have it there yeah there really? you go dr seth getting there it right yeah. well that's not dr seth that's that's just diff- that's your opinion on something okay. this isn't based on medical fact so right um, I, yeah, I kind of, I've always just assumed it was just because it was cheaper. Yeah. But maybe, but yeah, maybe you're right. Like, I don't know. I just kind of wouldn't understand. I can't get inside the head of someone who would want to dress two kids the same way. Think, they don't have an identity then. I don't do think Jim's saying it's like 
you know, it's not an argument about cheapness. It's just about the fact that if you're going to spend money on clothes, you'd like to have a greater assortment of clothes. Yeah, oh, because they, they can both wear. They, then they can share them, yeah, right? So that's, right. The, that's the thinking is basically they've got like a whole load of clothes and they're all different and they can just basically pick and choose whatever they want. And that's kind of like what, they, what they've always done. So, mm. so I, I think the only way of actually finding out possibly now would be just to do like a... To, to do a like a, a test. A DNA yeah. test, which yeah. perhaps if, Seems if this weird. was a different kind of podcast, you'd kind yeah. of like, you know, yeah. kind of have the results or waiting for me now or something <laughs> well, like that. Well, funny you should say that. Producer Tom, if we could just... Uh... So, Jim, could you just sort of like talk to us about the actual birth itself and how that went down? Yeah, the birth was... Uh, it, was in, it ended up being in theatre. Yeah. So... Sorry, what's the difference between it being... Like, is that just not on the ward? Yeah, I guess it wasn't on kind of like one of the midwife-led wards. Right. Uh, it was in, in you know, in theatre, which is kind of like a bit more clinical. Surgery you know, doc- kind of. Doctors present. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't for any specific reason. I think it was just like a precaution, obviously, because I don't think all twins are delivered that way. And, and I remember definitely going to a session where uh, there was a midwife and she was talking to my wife about having a beautiful vaginal birth and that's absolutely possible with twins and I'm kind of going right right you know so you're I don't know who describes it that way maybe maybe people midwives yeah yeah they love that stuff they love that Do you think they just say that kind of stuff just to make the father feel a bit awkward standing there, just kind of uh huh, yeah, sure, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's gonna be a well, it's gonna be a beautiful vaginal birth, uh, and 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 that it wasn't necessarily gonna have to be a C-section just because it was twins. But is that what it majority are of twins? Are they majority C-section or not really? Is it? Um... Uh, I I mean, Doctor Seth. Yeah. Any, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, in this country, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, it's probably slightly higher majority uh, are delivered by C-section. And this is based on no fact or research. No, I feel like I've heard this before. <laughs> well, because g- generally, generally speaking, you know, when there's any kind of medical sort of, don't want to say abnormality, but when, there's something, yeah, when there's something slightly different, I think they're much more kind of keen to do things right. in a surgical yeah. medical yeah. way. Yeah. So that's what le- leads me to mm. believe that they probably do, and they ju- and the uh, thing is, you endu- I think with twins that because they're worried about them kind of going full term, becoming like too big, they do tend to induce at a certain point, and I think probably mm. induced babies tend to come maybe more by C-section because they turn at a certain time, don't they? So if they haven't turned at that point, they're going to have to deliver them by C-section. Well, I'm just speculating. I think this is basically... <laughs> Again. Yeah. I think the, the reason we're in theatre was just in case anything went yeah, wrong. Yeah, of course, yeah. And obviously the C-section is an option. And so we were, it was a slightly more, it was a more kind of clinical environment. You know, you're kind of in the middle of a room and there's more people around. Yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of like, right, this is quite serious. You know, this feels like a serious environment. And yeah, I, I remember being, you know, uh, Honor came out first and... Can, sorry, can I just stop you at that point? Because this is like a really brief question. But if you're having... It occurred to me earlier, that if you're having twins of the same sex, yep. you've obviously got to think of two names. Yeah. And I don't know whether or not you thought of the names beforehand. Perhaps you did, I'm not sure. But like, how do you decide? Either way, how do you decide which baby gets which name? Uh, I think we chose the names after they were born. Oh, no, although I'm not sure we did because, you know, it could be that we named them the wrong way around. That's it. Well, that's what I'm but, saying. But how, do you, weird thing. how do you debate that decision? Because you might have a favourite name and then you're like, well, basically you'll say, this is my favourite baby because I've given you the favourite name. <laughs> I know, you know, the way around that was I think we each chose a name. 
So right. yeah, but and and I think those names. <laughs> How do you decide I which think, one gets? The I name? think those. I think those names were given after the birth and based on their individual characteristics right. and just what we Good felt answer. was right, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and which was your name? Which was the name that uh, you chose? I've got a feeling... You don't even know? I chose was Honour. Honour. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. But that is in no way reflecting... No, 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 which, no of course. Which is no, my no, favourite. No, no, no. Of course. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once Honour was sort of delivered and she was taken off to the kind of be put under a heat lamp and given a rub and kind of swaddled up and all that stuff i found myself naturally sort of wanting to go off and check with her what was you know what was going on that she was all right but then you're sort of going oh god i need to go back there as well and i've just kind of spent about 20 second dithering and working out where i was probably going to do the least damage so you're kind of like oh you know do i go with this one because uh is she okay you know how's she getting on is she breathing all right is she making a noise is she crying but then there's obviously your missus is still there Presumably, uh, there's a like midwife there checking. Yeah, the yeah, babies. yeah. They didn't just right. kind of like yeah. pop just, in and <laughs> kick, kick it over, and it was wheeled over to a heat lamp. It was, you know, I think they they were they were on it. I don't think they were that bothered about where I was. To, to be honest, I think they could uh, they couldn't see that I was being there that, is, that effective anywhere. But I mean, it's probably yeah. I imagine this is sort of magnified. You know, in the situation of having twins, but or any difficult birth, perhaps. But I think that. In general, you do, as a dad in that situation, you do feel like a little bit of a spare part. Oh, like yeah. you re- realise that you don't really need to be there for anything. <laughs> I wait, mean, hang on, not wait, so, wait, what? I'm I not, don't need to. I don't need to be there now. No, Jamie, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that you don't really need to be there. Like, there's nothing that you can really do that is that crucial to the whole process. I will provide tunes um, and be pretty much the. <laughs> Uncle DJ, I reckon. <laughs> That'll be my role, making sure that it's, it's shy effects and drum and bass and basically uh, I, I, and prints. I think most birthing centres do have decks in the corner, actually. Yeah. So br- bring Smoke your, machine? Bring your 12 oh, inches, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they probably provide DJs as well. Not on the NHS. <laughs> I think in the end, I did go back and was uh yeah there for the obviously when esther esther came out nine minutes later and then obviously you know you want to try it's in theater and it's a bit scarier and kind of obviously trying to be as supportive as you can uh to my missus as well so but yeah it was a bit more of a whirlwind than first time around i think with a little bit more drama thrown in just because it was all in theater and it just felt a bit more kind of clinical yeah. but I, th- I think they were pretty amazing actually the the, 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 the hospital up in Barnet, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, hospital yeah. was it? Barnet. Barnet Hospital. Yeah, which was wicked. Big up Barnet Hospital. Yeah. They were- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Great. Yeah, so Jim, once the birth was out of the way, how were those first few weeks? Just got the birth out of the way. Just get that out of the way. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, obviously it was, um, yeah, it was pretty hardcore. I remember definitely the first couple of weeks, certainly the first few days, you could basically fit both of them in, in a Moses basket and that's kind of how they slept, which was really, really cute. But, you know, and I guess I caveat this with this, however hard it was for me. Obviously, um, my missus had just given birth and was trying to breastfeed. It was gruelling and tough, tough, tough. However tough I was finding it, it's obviously times 10. But it, it was, you know, it's, I think it was difficult all round. I mentioned the breastfeeding. I think, you know, you're trying to do that. Yeah. That's really, really quite difficult. I think with two... You know, Did they, do you think that having the experience of having at least done it before was helpful in that respect? Yeah, because I think you know what it's supposed to feel like, yeah. I guess. And you know where you're supposed to be going with it and what it's supposed to feel like, I guess. But, you know, if you've got two going, you've either got to try and do them at the same time. And I remember seeing that a couple of times and thinking that uh, that's got to be tough. You yeah. know, you've got them under your arms, <laughs> like, you know, a couple of rugby balls. And, you know, that's difficult. And I think, you know, you kind of do feel a bit of the pressure to to breastfeed and I'm not sure if that's kind of let up when you have twins and in the end I think you know you end up you know you have to make a decision for yourself to kind of do what might be best for your kind of your 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 health hopefully I remember it being really really difficult and and you you're not necessarily knowing where your next good night's sleep is coming from and I suppose that that's probably the same for for any kind of any newborn uh, isn't it or anyone with a newborn but um you know just not knowing when your next good night's sleep is coming from right I mean you've yours is Three weeks old, Seth, right? Is that right? Three, three months, months old. Three, three months, months old, Seth. Um, well, yeah, sort of. She, <laughs> she's a really good sleeper. She's a really good sleeper. Oh, he's so smug she's about it as well. <laughs> no, but, disgusting. <laughs> no, I mean... It's all going to fall apart soon. I, um, I am aware that it could all change. And I'm also... Well, Alice and I are very much aware that you know, that we're very lucky that it's like this and it's not like, so we consider ourselves to be very fortunate. Yeah. But at the moment, and again, I'm touching wood, Jamie. I'm leaving it. Um, at the moment, yeah, she's just, she's, re- she's really good. So like, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy to say this, right? But like, and I, I know this is not the experience for most people, but in the three months that she's been born, <laughs> I've only had two nights where I didn't sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> this being a dad thing's a piece of piss, isn't it? <sighs> Well, I mean, it's really not, but it's just... But on a good night's sleep, you can get, you can probably get through it, right? I mean, that's the big difference. Whereas if you're kind of, you know, if you're up at like whatever and, you know... Or like six, seven (laughs) o'clock. Like, well, you know, twice, three times in a night. Again, you know, I'll just say that however often I was doing it, you know, my other half was doing it far more often than I was. So I I think the thing was just getting them, whatever you were doing, you were having to do it at the same time. So like whether it's like uh, you know the fit feeding you know going to bed bathing it was you were just having, you were having to do it at the same time because otherwise you'd just be constantly doing it all yeah. round the clock 
So it's just trying to get into some sort of routine that works for both of them, whether they like it or not, and making sure they got into that routine, I think. With the feeding, can you do like a baby on each breast? Yeah. Uh, you like, can? Yeah, that's what I was saying about the rugby ball thing. Right. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, I remember that happening. God, that's nuts. I mean, did you persist with that or was it, had it become easier to kind of do one and then the other? Well, to be honest, the breastfeeding, it lasted a few weeks and then it kind of had to go out the window. Right, uh, yeah. Just yeah. because it was just, a, it was like a physical impossibility. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, people might say, just got to persevere. But a bit. You, no, you do what's of, right for you, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're great. They're, <laughs> like, there's nothing like. The, the boy was breastfed for like nine months. Yeah, the yeah, girls yeah. are. How did he take to like to suddenly having two people to compete with? He's always seen them as being kind of like the, the twins. I don't think he's ever seen them as competition. He's always seen them as being his sisters, the girls. They've got each other. And, um, you know, I guess he focuses his attention possibly a little bit more on me. You do that thing where you kind of divide and conquer as well. So, you know, I would just <laughs> take him out down the park or whatever it would was just for a slightly, you know, quieter life, I guess. Mm. And to, <laughs> to give the boy a run, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, he was always pretty cool like that, I think. Yeah, he kind of, he's always been pretty, pretty sweet with them. So your girls, do they, A, I guess... Are their personalities very, very different because they're twins? Or do they kind of share a lot of traits because they're twins? I guess it could probably go both ways, really. Uh, I think they... I think they 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 have more similarities than differences. I think they're, they're really similar in their personalities. They're both really... Um, they are both really creative. They both love kind of art and, st- and doing stuff like that. And they love... I mean, it's difficult to tell because... Because you can't do, tell them apart. Yeah, it's really <laughs> difficult to tell because I still don't know who, which one's which. <laughs> it's difficult to tell because we've probably always tried to do the same things with both of them. So yeah. if one of them didn't turn around and complain that they hated it, we'd just keep going. So, you know, they both like are doing piano lessons. They both do like ballet. And if someone, one of them turned around and said, like, you know what, I really hate it. I don't want to go anymore. Obviously, we would take them out of it. But they've, they've always, they always just like doing things together. So I think because of that, there's not that many kind of really marked differences. And I, I think they are very similar. I think one of them's a better manipulator than the other. <laughs> Which so, one's that? <laughs> no, she not. knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one of them's a bit more happy-go-lucky. But, that, you know, there's a kind of subtle differences. Um, but it's hard to know whether that's kind of nature or nurture. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. There was well, a, that's, that's why, like, twins are so kind of, like, fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, that's how you can kind of answer some of those really complicated questions about nature and nurture, in theory. Because weren't you, weren't you thinking about sending one of them to, like, a private school? And yeah, because we only had the money for one. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was an interesting thought. I thought, you know, this is a real way to find out how, how different they are and to do a sort of a, you know, a kind of whole, yeah, social experiment with them. So, but, like, homeschool one or keep one in the shed with the chickens and then send the other one to Eton <laughs> I wonder which one will come out better <laughs> yeah exactly so you, you didn't in the end send them to different schools but do you have them in different classes at school no they, um, they've always been in the same class at school yeah I think they the, the sort of the teachers tend to kind of ask us, you know, do you want to split them up? And and, and we've always just said no. Uh, I think mostly because we don't feel that they, um, you know, they've got a sort of set of friends 
they're, they're very, you know, they're very good friends themselves. And I don't think we've ever felt that we needed to kind of split them up for their own good. I think they're kind of, you know, they're sort of safety in numbers, I think. Well, that's yeah. what we think anyway. Do you um, know if uh, when they're in class, they sit next to each other or do they? I think the teachers probably would, would split them up and have them sitting on different tables. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. God, I bet they're a nightmare. I picture them as like the twins from The Simpsons. You know, those twin girls. <laughs> you can't, Jamie, you can't say things like no, that. No, I'm just saying, you know, like twins usually, I remember like in, they were always just like, always quite conniving and always, because they had that allegiance, that, like natural allegiance. So they'd always, they'd always be that. And you'd always. These yeah, are I'm the sorry, stereotypes just, that you're battling every day. Yeah, 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 yeah it's true. Ma- maybe that's, maybe they're not. And that's why they've remained in the same, uh, in the same uh, class. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they're not. But I, I know that they, uh, they've both got their pen license recently so I think they must be relatively like Hang quite, on, quite good you have to get a license to use a pen yeah, yeah. if you use it in a certain way it can be lethal <laughs> straight to the straight to the neck yeah. you know I think to qualify to use a pen you've got to prove that you can kind of like spell and write neatly and all that stuff and then they issue with a pen license at this primary school that my kids are at yeah. if they did right, those okay. tests now I would not get a license trust me I'm not even joking my, my, my handwriting, handwriting is, is horrendous license revoked Jim, have you got any tips that you would sort of be able to pass on to perhaps expectant fathers uh, of twins? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, get used to people asking, are they twins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then that's why you dress them in the same clothes and so no one else to ask you I that. guess that's, I think that's the reason. That must be the reason. Have, yeah, yeah, maybe that it. is. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You can only kind of say, you know, it was buy one, get one free. (laughs) (laughs) So many times. Uh, (laughs) And I think just keep an eye out for what the other half needs from you. Because, um, you know, and and maybe don't, don't use work as an excuse to run off because it's easier. <laughs> Try and think about what it's like to be at home. These are all things I probably didn't do. Um, I say, so I, it's from experience. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just from experience of doing things really badly. <laughs> um, basically, I'm writing a book on how not to do it. Um, but but uh, yeah, bear in mind, however difficult it is for you, there's someone else who's probably suffering a lot more. That Actually, that's one thing that must be kind of frustrating is having to kind of have two of everything, like two baby bouncers and two, yeah, like, or, a, or a pram for two babies. No, it's more like, really expensive. You, you, you're getting the floor. <laughs> right, okay. You get the baby bouncers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, the logistics are, are, are tricky, you know. Yeah. Um, the buggies, you know, what you can, you know, the, the kind of buggies you can get. What are, buggies did you go with? Uh, I can't remember. That's what world I'm in. I can't remember the brand. There was a McLaren one that we had, which was just kind of like the lightweight one, which was kind of cool. And that would just about fit through the door in Starbucks or wherever. (laughs) And then there was this kind of like this urban thing with proper tires on it that just made you feel like you were kind of going out in a tractor or whatever. And and, and neither of them are, are small, like little things, you know. Yeah. I reckon that's a bugaboo. I'm calling it bugaboo. <laughs> I think it was like a, a like an, I can't even remember the brand. Probably was, for the best. because we're sponsored by bugaboo is that right not yet not yet (laughs) I thought we were going to be sponsored by oh no we've already slated eye candy haven't we yeah yeah. although if they do want to sponsor us and give us a free buggy we are open to changing our mind on eye candy (laughs) we're very fickle on this podcast on the topic of kind of technology stuff oh yeah you know what time it is don't you Jamie it's dad tech time Papa's got a brand new bag. 
So this time on Dad Tech, we have something called the Dad Pad. It's basically a big pad. <laughs> and I'm trying to sell this in a, in a way that is, is tech, uh, leaning towards tech. Well, I, I mean, I might be able to help you okay. like, from a definitional Please point do. of view. Because yeah. I'm not sure. I, I was thinking about this before and I thought I would like actually do some research on it. Okay. But yet well, again, I've, I've, I've failed to do that. Oh. But I'm pretty sure that technology is quite an old word mm. and it doesn't necessarily we think of technology as being like high technology stuff yeah. that comes out of silicon valley or whatever yeah but actually technology just means anything that's kind of innovative that can make your life sort of a tool essentially okay it's a tool it's another word for right. tool Fine. so i think that is yes well then this is definitely it's basically a sort of 30 page uh, not it's not a pamphlet because that would be underselling it but it's this series of cards which basically are aimed to give new dads and expectant dads a bit of a heads up on what to expect in the coming months and this one has basically been put together by a group of guys down in Cornwall who um, felt like there wasn't enough out there for expectant dads and they basically feel that mums have you know seem to get all the information like presented to them on a regular basis and Dads, a little bit like what we're doing yeah, here, like kind of thing. But so this is a, a booklet which is kind of designed a bit like an iPad, and you kind of slide the pieces of paper over, and on each one is a different like area for dads. Sort of like so, I've, I've opened one, and it's dads rolling breastfeeding, and it kind of gives you tips of what you can do even when your other half is breastfeeding, what kind of how you can help, and and that sort of thing. And then other things such as, hang on, I'm gonna flip it over how babies like to be held that kind of thing because not a lot of people necessarily know that and a lot of people don't have a support community that they can just you know it's great if you've got a load of friends with babies but what if you're the first out of your group of friends to yeah. you know you're not just gonna necessarily know all this kind of thing and the, the guys who run it basically said um I'll read a little bit here. They said, mums have known since childhood that only they will end up giving birth. So they have picked up a lot of advice and relevant information from mothers and grandmothers in society. Female players being about dolls and babies, etc. And they have rightly or wrongly been led down the path by society who reinforce gender stereotypes. Boys and men have rarely had the opportunity to pick up such information that prepares them. And I think that's true. And I think that's pretty relevant to what we're doing as well. And so this, this little pad here, I think they're going to try and move it into the digital world and do a little app as well. But uh, for now, it's, it's hard copy only. And you can get it from their website, which is thedadpad.co.uk. And it costs um, £8.75. And that includes postage and packaging. And is I actually recommend it. I think, it's, I think it's really good. And I think it's a good little aid and a good little tool. Even for, I reckon, you know, I reckon... Maybe not you, Jim, because you're a bit... I mean, I could have done with it. Yeah, well, there we go. It's Can I just start, is it wipe-free, Jamie? Um, you know, cause it, it feels like wipe, it is a bit wipe-free, yeah, yeah, wipe yeah. It's yeah. kind of on gloss paper. Yeah, it's like card, yeah, you can hear. Yeah, you need it wipe-free, don't you? I think so, yeah. Let's, uh, let's go to the breastfeeding one again and just, yeah. like, read some tips off that. Okay, so the breastfeeding one, here we go. So, Dad's role in breastfeeding, you can support and reassure your partner while she is breastfeeding. Do you do that? I do, yes. Okay, good. Uh, bring her a drink and offer her a pillow cushion if she needs to get comfy. You know what? I definitely do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, offer to change nappies, wind baby, bath baby, and calm baby by doing skin to skin with you. I do all of those Check. things. And so it goes on. And there's other things. Surviving without sleep is one here, which is quite good. Gives you tips on 
how to do that, how to change a nappy. I mean, they sound like obvious things, but, but no, they're, they're not, not obvious. necessarily obvious on how to do it. They're not know? obvious. So there's a good little chapter here talking about your well-being and your happiness, basically, and, and dealing with sort of the possibility of depression and not feeling very, you know, your normal self after, after birth, which is very common. And there's help numbers. And it always says, ask for advice as soon as you can. So I think that's really good. I think it's a really positive thing. And I think it's a really good message and a good, uh, good bit of tech, I'm going to call it. Would you say your Jim, you're quite an expert on all things twins. Have been a like, like relatively. I mean, I'm as much of an expert in twins as Seth is a doctor. Okay, fine. So right. there we go. That's perfect. That's great. That set this up. <laughs> My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. 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 So let's see who knows more. Okay, so these are some famous dads, and you need to now tell me, or maybe not dads, they're just famous people, <laughs> famous men. So you've got to tell me whether they are a father of twins or not, right. basically. Okay, so first one, uh, Seth, Brad Pitt. I'm going to say that he is a father of twins. Yes, he has twin boys. Yes. So one point to you. Jim, um, Justin Timberlake. I'm going to say no in terms of the ones he knows about. Well, yes, in terms of the ones he knows about, correct. Yes. He has one child. Oh. Um, Seth, Roger Federer. Yes, he has two pairs of twins. Correct, yes. double points. This is absolutely incredible. Nigel Farage, Jim. Oh, I mean, you know. I mean, I just don't know enough about... I know he's got a wife who is, is from Germany. Germany, or something? Germany yeah. Uh... I'm going to have to hurry you. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to say... Right now. Uh, yes. No. no. Four kids. None of them are twins. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, Hugh Grant. Seth. No. Um, yes. Correct. He's got four kids. No twins. A bit like Nigel Farage. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jim. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Oh, Michael J. Fox, uh, why not? Yes, he's got twins. Yes. Yes. Yes, he has twins. Ah, there you go. Uh, well done. And then, okay, last one each. Uh, Seth, Denzel Washington. Ooh. Um, yes, I'm going to say yes. Yes. Okay, extra point if you can tell me their names. <laughs> um, right now. I'm going to have to hurry you. Are they called Denzel and Washington? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that would be... Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. Why not? No, they're called no. Malcolm and Olivia. And then last one, uh, who should we go with? Matthew Broderick. Uh, I'm going to say Matthew Broderick definitely has twins. Yeah, yes. twin girls. Uh, Marion and Tabitha. Yeah. Yes. So that concludes twin quiz of the year. <laughs> Seth has one, two, three, four, five. Jim, you have three. Seth, you win five, three. Excellent. Yes. What do you win? What? Tom, what does he win? Anything? No, he's shaking his head. He I wins nothing. Give him the dad pad. Oh, you yeah, the give dad the pad. Dad, okay, yeah. dad pad. There, there you go. go. Awesome. There we go. You can become a better father. Yeah. Yeah. And I will. <laughs> well That's done. always my aspiration, Jamie. It sh as it should be everyone's. My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. 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 So, Jamie, we talked a little bit in the last recording about your plans for a baby moon. Mm. Uh, you went on the baby moon. I went on a... Well, no, I didn't. I, I went on holiday with Nat for a, a long weekend to Barcelona and everyone else asked us how our baby moon was. But it wasn't a baby moon because we stayed with friends. And I think you stay with friends on a baby moon. I think you kind of have a bit of a like time to yourself. I think that's the whole yeah, point. I that. think the, yeah, I think you might be right there because it's like a honeymoon. Yeah. 
Whereas we went and stayed with our mates in Barcelona and, you know, I went to the football and... Uh, yeah, I did. I did uh, Sounds like a stag do. Yeah. <laughs> I was, ra- I did raise a few questions about that. Yeah. Didn't I? Yeah, and I saw Messi score two goals. So I came away happy. Um, <laughs> but honestly, the one thing we have worked out is the baby does not like flying. I mean, admittedly, we went through some of the roughest turbulence I've ever been through in my life. Like, it was like, at least for a good 10 years, we came into, we so happened to just fly straight through a storm into Barcelona. And it was one of those where it was dropping and shaking and people were screaming and the pilot came on and said, flight attendants, be seated immediately. And it was that kind of thing. And I was trying to keep it cool and all that kind of thing. Um, And then we got we landed but it was it was horrible because it was like rain that was like bouncing off the ground you know it was that kind of weather anyway horrible 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 flight and then the baby was just going mental for about an hour afterwards but the worst thing was it was making that really need to go for a wee because it was like kicking constantly on her bladder and we couldn't get off the plane and then we had to so we then ran onto the the little bus that takes you off your flight to the terminal and we're on there and that's bursting for a, a yeah. piss and uh and she's, she's literally turning to me and saying i genuinely think i'm gonna piss myself i think i'm gonna piss myself <laughs> so you know what? no you'll be fine you'll be fine you're fine and then we got to the terminal and i went just run just go i'll take the bags go and she ran and i got in there and i just see her going through the snake queue you know that when they put the and it was empty but she was having to do the zigzags the whole way to the <laughs> passport control and she just gave me this look of what the fuck and she's doing I was like oh god and there was no toilet in that little bit until she got past through passport control oh my god and she was just doing this snake up like left and right left and right for about a hundred yards and the panic on her face was was amazing and then she got to the front and then just bolted through. I mean I reckon they thought she had drugs or something like on her because it looked proper dodgy um, and then she, um, I, I'm happy to say she, she made it. She didn't, she didn't wear herself, but yeah. uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Well, we had this conversation last time. No, it's about true. Piss is fine. Really? Piss is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piss is fine. Cause it's sterile. Yeah. Yeah. So Seth, you've had your mother-in-law staying over recently. How's that been? Yeah, that was great. Like we get on well, you know, some people don't get on with their mothers-in-law or parents-in-law. But yeah, we get on well and she was, oh, this is great for Alice to, to have her mum there. But it was just really, really helpful because, you know, there's all these things like making food and, mm. um, you know, all those kinds of little chores around like washing up, um, going down to the shops. And someone comes up and they're, they're happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They want to do it to give you a break. Yeah. That's it's amazing. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I saw a good tweet about a mother-in-law the other day which said, I live in constant fear that Trump will deport my Latina mother-in-law who lives at 1837 3rd Street, LA, 90023, Blue House. She gets off work at six. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite good. Speaking about your mother-in-law, has she decided upon a name that she... In fact, have your parents decided upon a name that they want to be called by you and by Eliza? You know what? It's funny. I feel like this is a, a relatively new thing like people are becoming quite precious about being i guess because people kind of live longer now and so you don't want to you know when you're in your kind of 60s or 70s you don't feel like a a grandparent so i can understand people's kind of reservations about being called grandma but i'm like you fucking wanted us to have kids you wanted (laughs) grandchildren so surprise you are yeah you're you're grandma unfortunately that's the way it rolls that's my opinion on it Jim, what are, what, are, what, are the, what are the options out there? What are, what are the... It seems like there's a few... Pops. Yeah, well, my parents have kind of 
uh, broached the subject a couple of times. Like my dad, I was playing golf with my dad and he said we had a really weird discussion and that was what do we be called? And I guess it is a really weird discussion because you're always like known as for like the last 35 years, you've been mum and dad to like, you know. So what do you, so at the moment they're going with Nana and Papa. Yeah, I think it's like we've got a grandma and granddad yeah. and, a, and a nan, nanny and granddad. Yeah. You know, pretty standard. Pretty, pretty standard, yeah. yeah. What have yours gone with, sir? My mum's still deciding. Yeah. I suppose See, my, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually matter until... Like, I'll say, I like, you know, I'll say to Eliza, oh, look, you know, here's your grandma, she's come to see you, type thing. Yeah. Slightly to wind my mum up. But obviously she can't say that. So she's still got a bit of like time to decide on what she wants Eliza to call her. Right, yeah. But my dad, I think my dad's settled on... So my dad's Indian and he's settled on Bapu, which is a kind of term... You, I, you know what? I looked this up because I was like... I need to kind of clarify exactly what this means. <laughs> Just in case it's and like think, God. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but he's got, I think he's got it slightly wrong. Because <laughs> like, so he's um, Sikh Punjabi. And in Punjabi, I'm pretty sure that it's daddy or da no, dada is, is grandfather. And daddy is grandmother. So I don't know where this Bapu thing has come from. I think that actually means, I think that actually means father. <laughs> So I don't know what he's trying to do. Like he's trying to kind of tread on my toes. Cut in. in. <laughs> um, but he, but that's it now. That's whatever. Like my mum keeps saying it. So yeah. I, I, that's... Bapu. I think Bapu's nice. Bapu G. Bapu G. Well, G is as a, a sort of a term, a sort of a term of kind of respect that you add on. Yeah. <laughs> but you might take that away from him as he's just. Yeah. To get exactly. Okay, well then let's wrap it up there. I want to thank Jim Hickey for his wonderful insights into being a parent, uh, a pair it's, of twins. It's been therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we aim to do. Uh, thanks for having me. And Jamie, thank you again for the use of your studio. Oh yeah, no worries. Actually, I'm going up a level now with Green Rock. They're asking me to read something else. So basically, Green Rock, as you know, have, have kindly lent us this studio and um, they are an end-to-end content creation company based in central London, and their website is greenrock.tv. Uh, there you go, that's, our <coughs> that's us using this, these facilities again for another month. I'm really heartened that your boss thinks that we're so popular that that's actually going to be... Well, I've told worth. him we are. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> obviously. And obviously, don't forget that you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at GoodDadUgly. So, yeah, if you've got any questions or ideas for topics or anything like that, yep. um, you know, if it's not too much trouble and you like what we're doing, we'd really appreciate it if you could kind of, you know, remember to subscribe and download and listen and tell your friends. And, and rate and review. And rate and review. That's the most important That's thing, apparently. That's the most important thing. We've been told, like, I didn't think that ever mattered, but the rate and reviews matter almost more than you listen to it. So listen, like, download it. Don't listen to it, but rate and review it. Well, do listen to it. Yeah, okay. But rate and review, <laughs> rate and review first. There's someone clearly hasn't listened to it because I noticed there's one three-star review on there. What? You've noticed that, surely. Liberties. Who do you reckon? I reckon I know who that was. No, it's, not, it's clearly no one that knows us. <laughs> I mean, surely one of our friends wouldn't do that to us. I know a few people who might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, only joking, only joking, only joking, only joking.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.